Hey there, welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. Hello everyone. We're one minute late. We were we were resting. We were taking a, a pre um Facebook live nap. nap. I've been sick. You've been sick. It's We've like been sick. yeah, it's been like the I feel like this winter has been the worst sickness wise. And we've had this like lingering cold for what, since the horse show for like more well, than no, two weeks. Before the horse show, we got sick. We were feeling better at the horse show. Then I got terribly ill. And then five days later, you were terribly ill. Yeah, I got like so sick on Monday night. I was like the whole night up. And then Tuesday morning, I was like, you have to take me to the doctor. And it was bad. And I had to get an IV. And I, for those of you guys in strides, I literally canceled office hours, which I don't think I've ever in my entire career of having my online classes, have I ever canceled office hours? So Nicole had to substitute for me, but apparently she did good. Okay, good. Everyone really likes Nicole. And um, Nicole is a judge and an FEI writer. She works for VF in Canada. So if you're in any of my programs, you might get to meet Nicole on Office Hours. So since you're here, there were questions last week about, about your horse at the horse show. How did your horse do? Oh, uh, Frankie, you, if everything was going well, I thought she could score in the mid 60s. And uh, and she did. She was beyond what I thought she was going to do. It was very exciting. There were still some moments where, you know, she tossed her head and ran off and whatnot. But um, she let me ride her and she behaved like 90% of it. So she got a 65 somebody, a 67 somebody and a 64 somebody um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was thrilled. I couldn't have been happier. Why do you think she was good at the horse show? Um, you know, she'd been good at home in the last five days before we left. I mean, things are just improving. She just shows that moment to peak. And, uh, you know, she's been that good still since. Yeah. So I think the timing was just right. You know, when we signed up for the show, I was like, I think I can do it. It feels really pretty good. And then about a week out from the show, she felt really good. And then that just carried through to the show. I mean, she's learning her stuff. And it isn't that she just... She needs to relax. The horse has trouble relaxing. Yeah. That's that's the issue with that mare. She just isn't relaxed. And uh yeah. And she she did for moments. But sometimes I think too taking horses away from home, like out of their comfort zone where they have to trust where everything's you. Everything's new. Yeah. And they have to look to you and trust you a little bit more. Sometimes that's really good for them. And and they like bond with you and trust with you more. Oh, Levi thinks it's playtime. <laughs> He's got his ball. Levi wants to play. Poor Levi's been well, we've been sick. Levi has yeah. convalesced as well. Yes. So I was literally like in bed <laughs> sleeping for two days, which is not like me. So tonight's topic. Oh yeah, if hello you from Chicago. Heard, we can't complain about winter. I think yes. Chicago's got single digits. Okay. Carolyn says congratulations. Thank you. 
Um, tonight's topic is leg yields. And I'm excited for this topic. One, because we have a workshop that's for sale this weekend. So check out the workshop if you're working on your leg yields. But also because I think leg yields are really, really useful exercise, something that I do with like all of my horses pretty much every single day. I rode some horses today and I was definitely noticing every horse I pretty much do leg yields on. What about you? I do leg yields a lot. I do leg yields in the beginning when I first get on I, at the walk. I do a serpentine at the walk and then I go leg yield three, four, five steps. Nothing, maybe two steps, but leg yield straight and then leg yield back. And just to make the horse a bit more supple and elastic. Yeah, for sure. And obedient and better balanced. When you ask me, what's my list? That's my list. That's what I'd use the leg no, yield for. No, that's not. Okay. We're going to first talk about like leg yields in general. And then I have a list. I told him to make a list. My list is short. We're going to duel right. back and forth about all the problems that you can fix with, with leg yield. You guys that are here live, you can put in the comments as well. What are all the problems that you have fixed with your horse using leg yields? But so here's the interesting thing about leg yields. So last night in my illness, I was, um, I have a library of books over there. And so I was like, I'm just going to pull some books off and do some reading about leg yields because there's so much great literature in dressage and you can learn so much by reading. And so I was reading about leg yields and one of the books the um, the author introduced leg yields, and then he basically said that leg yields are not a very useful exercise, like that you use them before you start lateral work, which is true, but then after that, that they don't help the horse in any way, which I disagree with, and I think and you do too. The majority of people disagree. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like anything. You know, there's going to be whatever, believers of whatever they believe, and so... It's not the first time I've heard, you know, the anti-leg yield thing. And I just, like, okay, man, whatever works for you. Um, I use leg yield on all my horses for many years, and it's proven time and time again to be useful. Yeah. And, I mean, they you put a leg yield in for first level. It's in the dressage test. So it's there for a reason. But I do, I mean, I do agree that like anything too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Like if you're just constantly doing leg yield, leg yield, leg yield, and you're never. And the result isn't that your horse then ends up straight in the middle right. of your aids. If oh. it doesn't improve the balance and the horse is now just running sideways all the time. Well, now it's no longer a leg yield either. Right. Now your horse it's is an just evasion. out of balance. Right. Yeah. So interesting just thing to think about. The other thing that I think is tricky about leg yields is that your horse doesn't naturally go sideways from your leg. Like horses are flight animals, so they usually just go forward. And so I think that sometimes first starting to teach your horse actually to move sideways can be really hard. And that's one thing in the workshop that I go through is like, how do you actually step-by-step step teach your horse to cross over, teach your horse to move sideways? I usually teach it from the ground first. Um, what are your tips? Or like, how do you actually teach your horse to go away from the leg? Um, I use my way, I, I kind of think about centrifugal force. I turn the horse and I let the turn and my weight lead it to the side and I add my leg. Okay. And then eventually the horse goes, oh, the leg and we do the sideways thing. The leg, we do the sideways thing. And then I don't have to use the centrifugal force. 
I can just put my leg on because the horse now associates going sideways with my leg and then I fine tune as I go. Yeah. And I think just timing of like you put your leg on and then when your horse does move over, you take the pressure off. Like that's the philosophy of how you teach your horse anything is you put, you put aid, you get a reaction, you reward, and then you repeat. You get your horse in the giving. Yes. And so you apply the aid and the horse responds in any way, good, bad, indifferent. You take the pressure off and then you adjust. It's all about, um, what is that? Uh, Goldilocks, right? She goes, this bed's too hard. This one's too soft. This one's just right. So you have to do it too hard. You have to do it and then you can adjust. Okay. There's lots of comments here that people want to see Frankie. Frankie's video premiere. When's that happening? Oh, we can do it whenever. You can all see (laughs) me stand up in a two-point position. And And gallop around the arena. It's not so wild anymore (laughs) because I just let her come forward onto the contact. And then she puts her head down. It's I don't rush it. Let's just say that. Okay. So our audience here is helping us out with some things that leg yields can solve. So Linda says stiffness. You're right, Linda. Absolutely. Because here's the thing with leg yields is that they kind of change the mechanic of your horse's back and hind legs. And so they can really help to stretch your horse's long back muscles. And then once you've done a few leg yields, you'll notice that your horse moves in a longer stride. So absolutely stiffness. Catherine says straightness. Also correct. Also correct. Um, Someone else, I can't see their name. They say moving off the leg. Right. The obedience. Absolutely. Responsiveness from Susan Golly. That's a good one. Um, Kathy Law says balance. Right. You have to explain that. How does a leg yield improve balance? Because the inside hind leg is coming more towards the center of gravity. And when the horse does that, he he learns to bring his center back under us. The center horse's gravity by itself is over by the wither somewhere. And then for us to be able to ride him, they have to pull that center back. And then the leg yield is the beginning of that. The leg yield is the first time you tell your horse, okay, my leg means more than just go forward. <coughs> Yeah. And so that's why it's such a big deal, right? Because yeah. then the leg yield lead, leads into all the other movements. And then the outside leg and the inside leg and the horse starts to have to do all of that. But this is the first time you say to your horse, hey, we're not just going. We're going to go and go sideways. And then there's the horse's what? The leg means more than just go. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's, and that's a big the hard start part. off point. Yeah, that's the hard part. And it is really important. I'm glad you brought that up because your horse needs to be going forward before you start your leg yields. And then if you start losing the impulsion or the forwardness, you have to go back because forward comes first. But then, yes, there is this point in your horse's career where you say, okay, actually the leg needs to mean more things besides just going forward. Um, so that's a good point. And yeah, leg yields are the beginning of teaching collection. I wonder where Pokey is. Pokey's missing. We only have the unicorn. It doesn't. Move. It doesn't. So that's not the useful. unsupple unicorn. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, so the test, right? So the test from first level. If you uh, if you get all nerdy and want to do math, so you go uh, twenty four meters forward to go ten meters sideways. 
right? So that's just a rule of thumb that if you're not making the sideways, then you're not getting enough leg yield. And if you're getting there too soon, you don't have enough forward. Yeah. So it, just to have some idea, if you're on your own, you get say, hey, I've got 24 meters to get 10 meters sideways. And if you're close, yay. If you're not close, you got to figure out which one it is. Do you have not enough forward or um, you need not, not enough, not enough sideways. sideways? Yeah, but it's a forward sideways. It's forward sideways. Which is the hard part. And being able to control that, being able to like make it a little more sideways or a little more forward, depending on what's happening. Okay, here's another good one from Cindy. Leg yield into canter transitions. My favorite. Absolutely. Absolutely my favorite. And I did it this morning on a, what did he say, four and a half? Or it'd be five. I mean, he's five this year, but I think next month he actually turns five. So um, I was having trouble maintaining the canter. So I get into the canter fine. And then on the second half of the circle, he started to drift off of the circle. What happened? I lost control of those hind legs. So I went back to the trot, go to a simpler exercise, went to the trot, leg yielded in both directions, had him feel my leg, and I could guard the outside hind then because I'd leg yielded both ways. He felt my leg, what it did to his leg, went back to the canter, and then I could actually make a circle without the drift. Yeah, and that's another point. I mean, leg yields are good. That was one on my list is for turning your horses. I mean, it's like a very simple thing, but you need that responsiveness to your leg to be able to steer and to be able to turn. Um, okay, let's see if there's any other suggestions. Oh, someone suggested connection. Yes, that's very good. Um, Cindy says, I'm not seeing the comments. So we have... We're, going, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. So that's why you might not be seeing all the comments if you're live here. Okay, Jan says suppleness, suppleness, and more suppleness. Absolutely. How do leg yields improve suppleness? Because they've got a dimple there in the rib cage. <laughs> soften in the ribs. They have to soften in the ribs and they and also they, have they to connect, like right, cross their leg, legs. But that's improving the balance. And so that makes for more suppleness plus the contact to the outside ring it yeah. gets them from your inside leg to your outside aids yeah and i also think so suppleness has two components suppleness has to do with the mental component and the physical component and so the physical component is what herman's talking about with like the you know the dimpling of the rib cage the mental component is that uh, this is one thing on my list is leg yields can help with spooking or distraction because they help to get your horse mentally focused to the inside. And one thing that I do with horses is if they're scared of something, I'll kind of leg yield them towards it or even push their butt towards it and tell them like, don't look at it, you know, push your butt towards it and stay off my inside leg. So that's another use of a leg yield is to help with tension or help with distraction. I know you do a lot of leg yields on Frankie when she gets tense. Yeah, because it, it focuses her into the arena so she's not looking around. And then the other part too is that when she lets me into her rib cage, then she starts to breathe better because then then I can hear the rhythm, the rhythmic breathing when she's cantering and she's and I know she's starting to settle some. Otherwise, she's just doing that shallow breathing. Yeah. And I now technically you cannot leg yield in a canter. And I know this because of the sequence of footfalls, but 
I leg yield in the canter. You technically have to call it push them sideways, but it's the same thing. Okay. So there's a lot of great um, other ideas here, which is, let's see, get them more on the haunches, put them more on the outside rein. Jill says, can you explain the aids and common issues? So if you guys want like step-by-step -step for your leg yields, definitely check out the workshop. It's linked below if you're interested in signing up, because I really go into much more detail and show you guys like on a horse, exactly the aids and exactly how to introduce the leg yield. But basically the aids for a leg yield are inside leg and outside rein. Right, in the rhythm of the trot. So you put your inside leg on when the inside hind leg is leaving the ground. And so if you can't feel it, look at the outside shoulder. Yes, because the trot is a diagonal fare. So you put your leg on when the inside hind leg is leaving so that you can push the inside hind leg over. And then what does your outside rein do? It has to receive that. And, the and, out, and control the shoulder. To, yeah, as you say that, that's both hands. And the hands have to move a little because you're on this line and then you're on this line and then you're on this line and then you're on this line. Your hands have to go from this line to that line to that line. If you keep your hands on that last line and push sideways, <laughs> The haunches are going to lead and you're not going to get sideways because your hands are restricting that yeah, motion. So that's you've got true. to reposition but, your hands every line. But your left hand says to stay on the left side of your horse's yes. neck. You cannot do indirect reining. Right. You know, I, I know, but I just, I'm, I'm envisioning people going like this and like, look, my horse is late. <laughs> and then their hands, you cannot cross, okay, so you can't cross the mane. Do yes. not cross the mane with your inside hand. Y yes. The horse is supposed to stay in the middle of your eggs, yes. in the middle of your legs and in the middle of the reins. Remember that a leg yield is a leg yield. It's not a rein yield. It's not a body yield. So you should not be like leaning to the side, trying to get your horse to move over. The aid really simply is that your inside leg initiates it and then your outside rein um, controls it. Okay, Kathy has a question for us. Do you... Time the half halt with my leg asking at the same time. That is a good question. You go first and then I'll answer. So do you half halt at the same time that you push with your leg? No. Those are conflicting aids. You can't say come here and at, because now you're, should yeah. the horse go? Should it rebalance or should it go sideways? Yeah. So you make the half halt, huh? now the aid so that the horse can respond to both and it, at some point it looks like it's happened simultaneously for the great riders you know when charlotte fries run around it looks like it happened at the same time but it doesn't happen at the same time yeah in general i think always like leg first so i would say like put your leg on first ask for the leg yield to start and then usually what happens is the horse starts falling too much with the shoulder over. And then you can rebound. And it. then you half halt at that moment. That's like probably the most common fault in leg yield is horses just basically making a diagonal line and not crossing, not crossing. over. And that's the job of your outside rein is to keep that, keep the neck straight. Remember there's flexion, but no bend and control the outside shoulder. And it depends on the horse. So and where the training is too, because yeah, you know, when you you've got to think, okay, so my horse is at the beginning of training, and so you don't really have collection, you don't have that fine-tuned yeah. response. 
So it's move over. Oh, I've lost the balance. Rebalance. Move over. Oh, I kept it. Just keep going. Yeah. And it's definitely, I think that the other part that's really tricky about leg yields is your horse is going to be different on the left and on the right. And so yes. it takes a lot of coordination and feel to figure out like how much leg, how much rain, what's the correct timing. Like all of those things are really tricky to figure out. And like everything, it just kind of takes practice and repetition. If you can, miles. yeah. Um, there's a lot of different patterns that you can use for leg yields. Like the staircase exercise is a great one. Also, if you can slow it down and like do it at the walk, that's great because it gives you a little more time, but you also have to be mindful of your horse. And if your horse starts to get frustrated when you're introducing something new, like someone I think commented that they were working like for five minutes on the leg yield, that's way too long. Just, you know, do it a few times, do something forward, come back to it. You don't want to. Don't grind them. No. You got to make it fun. It's not like going to the gym or we go to the gym and we work out and go, oh, I'm feeling good. And I, they don't reason that out. They just have to have a good time. Yeah. Okay. Here's, oh, here. Someone says Carl Hester leg yields in the canter a lot. Yes, he does. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And what I meant was. Technically. Technically, because the like, leg yield by definition, the inside hind legs cross over the outside hind legs. That's a definition of a leg yield. That's not possible in the canter because the canter's three beats. So yeah, we push them sideways in the canter and we all call it leg yield, but technically the horse can't cross inside hind legs over outside hind legs in the canter. Okay, here's a question from Cheryl. Let's see if we can understand it. When leg yielding at the canter zigzag, quarter line to the wall and back, we used to be able to do them fine, but since introducing flying changes, she will only move her shoulders. If I move my leg back to move her haunches over, she does a flying change. How can I get her to back doing a leg yield without changing? Yeah, that happens. <laughs> no, no, but it it does happen. But it's really important if you are leg yielding at the canter, you have to keep your inside leg at the girth and your outside, outside leg, leg behind back. the girth. You right. have to. If, that's If your leg position changes, your horse is going, going to, to make it. the change. And that's where... Yeah it's also a little bit different. And so once you're in the canter, it's really more about your seat. Your legs have to keep that position inside leg at the girth, outside leg back. When you switch your legs, that's the cue for a flying change. Yeah. And just to clarify, when you're cantering, you can leg yield off both legs. So if you're in left lead canter, you can leg yield away from the rail. So it's, it's like a half pass, but without, without bend. the bend in the collection, you're just moving over. Right. Or you can leg yield the other way. And um, one, one of the items on my list for what leg yields can help is actually flying changes. Because if you use a little bit of a leg yield to set your horse up for a flying change, it will really get your horse into that outside rein and it can help to get your flying change more expressive, more uphill and more through from behind, like more separation behind. So that's another tool for your leg yields. Do you have any other? Well, on that one too, when you, when you prepare for your flying change by leg yielding, right, you get the the, the barrel of the horse over to the other side. And so then it frees up the space for the new inside hind leg to come. Yeah. Otherwise the belly's there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think that what you're seeing by this discussion is that leg yields are really just about getting control of your horse's body in a more sophisticated way. Because at first, you know, when you get a young horse, if you can just go forward and stop, that's good. But one, then you need to be able to steer and you need to be able to kind of maneuver your horse in a more sophisticated way. And that's really what leg yields are about. And leg yields are also really about, you know, we've talked about how every horse has a hollow side and a stiff side. Leg yields are a big part of straightening your horse and getting your horse more symmetrical. Oh, just had a thought too. It also helps you lengthen them. Oh yeah. That's a bit, that was on my list. Oh, that, okay. That was on I figured list. it probably was. All right, I'll just stick with Do you want to explain that? How does a leg yield help you develop a lengthening trot or a medium? Well, again, trot? because you made the, the hind leg reach farther under. And so then they're going to take a bit more weight and then it has longer to go. And so they can really get it down and push off more. Yeah. One of the best exercises to like teach your horse to get a bigger stride or a real medium trot or lengthening trot are leg yields. If your horse tends to just be choppy or run or get like quicker when you go to do your medium trot or your trot lengthening or your canter lengthening, leg yields help to keep the engagement. And like Herman was saying, to get your horse reaching more under behind. Um, okay, here's another question. Do you put the inside leg on and off if they're responding, not continuous? And the outside leg is not on unless the impulsion is lacking. That's a good question, Sandy. So I would say in general, like everything that we do with our horses, <laughs> he's trying to read. Yeah, it's too far away. Oh, poor old man. Okay, everything with we do with our horses, less is more. And so you want your leg yield aid to be as light as possible. Um, in general, I try to make my leg yield aid mostly like from my inside seat bone and my inside calf. And then if the horse doesn't listen, then I'll use my heel or my spur and kind of kick them and like be like, hello, listen to my leg. And then I'll release again and go maintaining mostly just the pressure in my calf and my inside seat bone. So it shouldn't be for the leg yield. This is a big mistake I see people making is that they're just like constantly grinding their horse with their spur the entire leg yield, that's not what you want. You always want to have invisible and light aid. So sometimes you've got to do more and like wake your horse up and then go to that softer aid. And then it's a balance between your two legs. So the inside leg pushes your horse over, the outside leg sends your horse forward. And if you only use your inside leg, then you're going to lose the impulsion. So it's a balance depending on what your horse needs. Right, you could always just stop the leg yield in the middle, go forward straight a couple three. That's your staircase, right? You go yeah. over, you go straight, you go over, you go straight until it becomes just a smooth, fluid thing. And then, um, it's not that I prefer leg yielding off the wall or from the center line. Um, I you start... have to read the question first. Oh, sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Susan has a question Do you prefer leg yielding off the wall or from the center line? Uh, and it's just where they are in the training. So from the center line is where I'll start. Yeah. Because okay. the wall draws them. Yeah. And that's the centrifugal force idea. You turn for the center line, you turn for the quarter line, you add the leg, a little bit the hand, the wall's right there, and the horse goes over and starts to get it. Once the horse starts to get it, then I'll do it onto the center line, change the flexion, and go back the other way because yeah. it makes it that much harder. 
Uh, the same thing if you do it on the wall, you leg yield away from the wall, go straight, and you leg yield back to the wall. You just keep playing with it so that the horse just increases the supplements. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. In general, like the wall kind of draws your horse over. And so sometimes if you're always going like quarter line to the wall, that your horse might just start falling with the shoulder too much. And so that's when you would want to start leg yielding away from the rail. I also really like the head to the wall leg yield. And oh, again, yeah, I do that a ton. Yeah, I think I, I think I have that in the um, in the workshop as well. So anyways, that was a lot of great information about leg yields. And I think that you and guys yes, okay. do they loosen the horses back. Absolutely. Yes, I think they do loosen the horses back. But I, like I said at the beginning, leg yields to me are like one of the fundamental exercises that I do with all of my horses. Like Herman was saying today, you know, he was doing it on his young horse. When I got on Harvey this morning, I felt like the walk was just a little short and a little tight. So I did some leg yields. And then after the leg yields, his walk got bigger. Um, that was half. I've improved my half passes with oh yeah yield. half passes that half was on pass, my list turn it into leg yielding and yeah. then go back to the half pass and I've had them come more up because of that the other thing that um that leg yields help with is jigging like if you have a horse that jigs in the walk or when you take up the contact they start jigging then um that's another thing so if you guys want more help with your leg yields, check out also, the workshop. It'll also help your lateral walk. You get yes, your lateral walk. Timing. But don't sign up for the leg yield workshop if you're in strides because you already have done the workshop if you're in strides. So if you're not in strides and you want help with your leg yields, check out the leg yield workshop. There's, like I said, there's um, a lecture that I did where I go into the theory of leg yields. There's office hours where I go over students and help them with their videos. There's several videos about how to introduce the leg yields. I also go over some of the most common problems that I see in leg yields and how to fix those. Um, the workshop is the same as strides. So don't buy it if you're in strides. If you're not in strides and you want help with your leg yields, then check out the workshop. And what else? We're going to be in Omaha. That's in two, two weeks. weeks. In two weeks, we're going to be in Omaha. Herman and I on Thursday morning at the Marriott, we're going to be doing a, a live lecture. I keep saying webinar because I don't think I've like ever done one of these live. We're going to be doing well, a live CBS lecture. That's true. On rider position. And we're going to do a little Q&A. So if you guys have um, any like burning questions that you want to ask us in person, I think they'll be filtered by my team, but it should be a good time. And we're disappointed that Glamourdale isn't coming, but yeah, it's still going to be fun. A... It's going to be really fun. And, um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of you guys that are there in person. I'm also going to be doing some interviews. So if you're one of my students and you want to do like a fireside chat interview with me, that would be fun to see you guys there. And what we else? are going to pull a couple up to do the rain thing, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to do a demonstration. So we so need some volunteers a couple of you out from out there for a secret um, demonstration. I'm working on getting a saddle with like a saddle stand that people can sit on so we can like put you in the saddle and 
demonstrate you. your position. So I hope that that all works out. Um, it will. Will there be swag there? I I don't know. I'm not organizing. <laughs> there will be some. But now that you've answered that question, <laughs> some somebody swag. somebody who does handle that is probably on it. Um. So yeah, it should be a good time. And I'm gonna go rest and if i have like three drinks here so that's definitely a sign that you've been sick when you have like lots of fluids and drinks all around so i'm gonna rest up and i hope you guys join the so workshop we'll still do one more here and then we're there yeah that's true we will be doing a facebook live from omaha but we'll be one more week here and then go and then we're going to world cup okay. so it should be a good time and yeah Happy riding. I hope you guys all enjoy your horses Thanks for listening. this weekend. And good night, everyone. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club. Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.